friends, it's Ann West, Executive Director of the Island Health and Wellness Foundation, and we are back with another episode of the Just for the Health of It podcast. We are continuing our series of talking about happenings at the Inspire Recovery Center in Ellsworth. The following is a conversation that I had with Beth Altieri and Tracy Crossman, both who work at, um, at the Recovery Center for Healthy Acadia. While I've talked with Beth and Tracy before on this podcast about their amazing work. Today, we're gonna focus on a new program that they're offering called Smart Recovery. Again, as usual, this is not intended to serve as any sort of medical or healthcare advice. It's just for educational purposes and we'll have a little fun along the way. So why don't we start out ladies um, with just a general update of what's going on at the Inspire Recovery Center. Thanks, Anne. So we have, um, we've been busy since the last time we spoke. Uh, We've seen a significant increase in the number of people who are coming in and also the number of people who are returning day after day, which is really incredible. We're getting to develop those relationships with folks, which is exactly what we want to be happening here at Inspire. Uh, we've done some re reorganizing in that if you were to walk through our doors, it would look a whole lot different this month than it did last month. We've created some workspaces, we've created some relaxation spaces, and overall, I think things are just just going really well. I think um, in the beginning, Tracy and I might have been a little bit nervous that nobody would come, but that is not the happening right now. We've, we've had some really incredible, impactful stories and met some really incredible people. And, um, we've started adding some, some, some of our programming is, is staying the same consistent throughout. And then we've had some things that are maybe special things. Like we've got, um, some community meals that we're going to start doing as well as, you know, an art night, And also we just had a drum circle, which was really fun. And that's going to be a monthly thing moving forward. So really fun stuff. So exciting. And I'm going to have to come back because if it's changed in the last month, I haven't been there in the last month. So that is exciting to see your your space get even better because it was really nice the first time I came. One of our volunteers actually said right after we did some rearranging, she was sitting in, in a meeting and she said, I feel like I'm walking into someone's living room or into someone's house. And that's exactly what we want it to feel like. Perfect. If that is the perfect vision for what you wanted. Um, so the big question is, are less and less people showing up with their motor vehicle paperwork? No. Nope. <laughs> Still the same amount. We'll Still keep the money. Now there's more people coming in that are meant to be here too. So that's great. I love it. I just had to get that in because I think, I think it's so funny. (laughs) Eventually, eventually the traffic will go down in that. that And we are working on getting an inspire sign that can go on our building because right now our building has a sign that says DMV with an arrow and nobody gets to that second line where the arrow is. So hopefully it will be less confusing. Perfect. See, as things develop, we just get better and better. We learn. And obviously the the two line signs are not working. So we'll, we'll get you your own sign and then nobody, nobody from the DMV will show up. Now let's talk then about smart recovery specifically, because that is a, I would say a new program that you're offering. 
Um, and from what I've heard, it's incredibly successful. But I want to start uh, our discussion like, like I didn't know anything about smart recovery. In all honesty, we've had conversations about it. I'm very excited about it. Um, but I want my listeners to get to start from the beginning. So if you can kind of just give me an overview of what smart recovery is uh, for my listeners, I think that's the best place for us to start. Yeah, so SMART stands for Self-Management and Recovery Training. Um, it's a science-based program that helps people manage uh, recovery from any type of addictive behavior. So that can be addiction to substances, you know, obviously alcohol, nicotine. Uh, it can be uh, behaviors such as gambling, sex, eating, shoplifting, um, whatever, you know, whatever behavior that um, you want to change is how we kind of describe that. Excellent. So uh, you just, you answered my second question too, which was, can it be used for other habits? And uh -huh. so it sounds like even though the Inspire Recovery Center is kind of centered around substance use recovery, that this is a coping mechanism or a tool that can be used for a number of different habits that all of us probably have one or two that we'd like to break. Right. Now, what, what does a typical session look like? Is this a group thing? Is it one-on-one? -on -one? How does it work? So it's a group um, meeting. It's an anonymous meeting uh, or, a, you know, I would say, um, you know, what's, what is said there stays there. Yep. And um, we've, it's been very well attended. We've had, I think, as many as 16 people come at a time. Um, and it's, we start out with like a, you know, like a check-in going around, just people can introduce themselves or maybe talk about how their week's been, maybe successes, challenges, anything they want. Um, they can also pass, like nobody has to. They can just listen. And then we go through um, a, I think the agenda setting. So the agenda setting is kind of like where we're listening. We're all listening as a group to maybe things that come up you know, during the check-in. So we maybe decide on things that we might need to talk about, um, you know, maybe the tool that we might use, which I'll get to that thing in a minute. Um, and then we, then it's kind of the discussion part of it, part of the meeting and in the very beginning, so SMART is also basically uses tools, different tools to help manage these things, our thoughts, feelings, behaviors, you know. Um, so maybe during that agenda setting, we're listening for what tool might be helpful to somebody and what they're experiencing. So, um, so that would be all contained in that discussion time. Um, it's kind of different because where we're a brand new meeting, we've just kind of introduced like a tool each week. 
and then we're kind of at the point now where, okay, we've introduced all the tools. So now it can kind of follow that structure a little easier. Um, and, but I think where we're all learning, you know, it's, right, um, right. together um, to, you know, to build that, that exact format, you know? Yeah. yeah. And some of those tools um, that Tracy was talking about, they include things like managing triggers. Um, we have gone through an urge log, which I thought that we found to be really interesting with the people in the meeting is it gives you an opportunity to write down how long the urge lasted, how, who you were with, where you were, what you did to avoid using or partaking in the behavior that you don't want to partake in. And it kind of helps you to prepare for, you know, it, it's almost like putting those tools in your toolbox. You may be attending this meeting. You can attend these meetings at any point. You can be in the pre-contemplation stage, contemplation. You could be in recovery. You could be established in recovery, but wherever you are, it helps you to build that toolbox. So if you encounter a situation that's very triggering for you and you've been in a really great place in your recovery and you're like, oh my goodness, this is so overwhelming. You can look at this tool and you can say, okay, you know what? My cravings, my urges last for 10 minutes. If I can go for a walk for this 10 minutes, I'll be okay. If I maybe start to avoid these places or these people or these situations, here's a pattern. When I'm there, I'm triggered and I have the urge to partake. So you can start to notice those patterns um, and start to work through those things and figure out you know, what is your priority. Um, we use a tool that's called the hierarchy of values, which looks at um, the things that you say mean the most to you and what that means when you add um, negative behavior to that. Like, what does that do for those values? Um, there's just, a, there's like, I think there's a whole bunch, there's like nine different tools. Um, and each one of those tools has like breakout tools that we can use in them as well. So, um, and I've said this to, to Tracy every single week that we bring out a new tool, I think, okay, this is going to be, this is mm, okay. I get it, but I don't know. And then at the end of the week, I'm like, how is that week's meeting more powerful than the week before? Because it yeah. just keeps, it just gets better every week. So I did want to mention too um, that it's based on some, the whole SMART program is based on some scientific approaches like CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, rational emotive behavioral therapy, therapy and motivational enhancement therapy. Um, and it's a four point program. So I thought I like these four things. Um, the building and maintaining motivation, coping with urges, managing thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and living a balanced life. So I always like to tell people those things. And sometimes people, a lot of people have a little bit of experience with some of those approaches. Um, they've heard them in other, you know, therapy or, um, you know, meetings or, yeah. So sometimes they can relate a little bit. Yeah. And I, I like to mention to folks when I'm explaining to them um, that it's kind of like, it's kind of working on changing your thinking. 
and working on being a little less hard on ourselves. Like an example that I use is, oh my word, my brain might think, oh my goodness, I'm a terrible mother. My kids were late for school today. I I'm failing at all of this, but really if I ask myself, am I really a terrible mother? Does making my kids, having my kids late for school one day out of five make me a terrible mother? No, it doesn't really. So it's like asking yourself the questions of like, is this really true? Or is this something I'm telling myself? Because those negative thoughts and feelings are extremely powerful. And quite often people who are in recovery have not only told themselves those things, but they've been told those things by other people. So retraining our brain to be like, wait a minute, that's not necessarily true is, is really a powerful thing to watch happening in these meetings. I think that kind of mental awareness, like we talk a lot about self-care and, you know, that can look very different for different people, but let's say for some people, they get a massage on a regular basis. Um, and that's wonderful, but I think sometimes we neglect that specific time to work on our brains and our thought patterns. And I, I found it personally when I was training for my first marathon and I only anticipated the physical stuff. I knew it was going to hurt sometimes. I knew I had to keep hydrated. I knew I probably had to, you know, have that massage every month or whatever. What I didn't realize was the mental part of it was 90% of the training. And it was figuring out how to overcome what my brain was trying to tell me, you know, that at mile seven, just give up that you, even on the days that you're running really well, your mind says something's going to go wrong any minute. I mean, it was so much mental work and I wasn't prepared for it. And so these kinds of tools in the toolbox, they seem like they could just come in handy in so many different situations. Um, and I obviously, think anybody, I think anybody can benefit from smart recovery yeah. honestly, because whether you have said, yes, I have negative behavior. I want to change, or yes, I have um, things that I need to recover from, or if you haven't, it's still, we, 99% of us still have negative self-talk um, from time to time, if not on a regular basis that impacts our lives, even if it's not in, in this way. Exactly. Exactly. Now you're talking about this, this program, can people jump in at any time, or is this something that runs in like an eight week cycle and you get in at the beginning of an eight weeks? How does that look? No, they can join anytime. Um, I think like where this is a unique situation to start because we're um, not that it's necessarily unique, but here um, where it was a brand new meeting, brand new facilitators, which are Beth and I, um, you know, I think people wonder, do we, you know, do we have to wait or, but it's not like that. It's any, people can jump in at any time um, and they can come every week. We hope to see them every week, but they don't have to um, say they can only come every other week or whatever, you know, it's any, any time. So is there a cost for this? No. Wow. Just like everything we have here, <laughs> and and smart recovery. So smart recovery itself um, does do a, a pass the hat 
which is part of the, you know, part of their process. So in our meetings, we don't want people to feel like they can't come if they can't contribute to the hat. So in our meetings, rather than passing a hat, we let people know if they would like to donate, they can go to smartrecovery.org. Um, but if they don't, then that's okay too. It, it, it just, we, we want to make sure that in our center, we are making sure that the barriers are as minimal as they can possibly be. And that people aren't feeling like, you know, oh, they didn't, they saw me again this week that I didn't put anything in, in the basket. Um, so we mention it at every meeting uh, because that's part of the SMART program is to, to ask for member contributions, but it's not something that, that we, um, we don't pass a hat. Yeah, we know, but yeah, I think that's uncomfortable. I, I just find it a little uncomfortable. I don't know. Um, but we certainly want people to donate if, if that's what they want to do, but sure. I don't ever want to make someone feel uncomfortable about okay. not being able to play or like the hat in the hat, you know? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and that's like, I don't know. I, it's a very it's visual, really like passing the hat is very visual of watching mm -hmm. people put right. money in. So yeah. I love your program of, of just, or your plan to just, if you want to donate online in the privacy of your own home, that's mm -hmm. great. Um, I mean, we have, we have folks that come in here who literally have 12 cents in their pocket. Right. And if, if we're passing around a hat, they may feel pressured to take their last 12 cents and put it in there. And, and, you know, that's a really kind hearted thing to do, but at the same time, we don't want anyone to be put in that position where they have to choose. I agree. And, and I would so much rather have someone buy food with their last few dollars than give it to any program that I I'm part of. So I totally get that. Um, so is there homework? Like once, once you have the session, is there work you reference journaling and things like that? Do participants do work in between meetings and then come back with the results and share it with the group? How does that work? My first thought is to say, we're in recovery. There's always work to do. Um, yes, I love that answer. Um, we do have um, handbooks that um, we give out to people. Uh, we don't charge for those. Uh, but I've noticed some people seem to look at it and I think they've maybe written in it and done things on their own but it's not really like that. It's more to go along with at the meeting. And then if people choose to, you know, look at it on their own, but we don't really, we don't say, oh, please do this by next week. And then, you know, check and make sure you did. Um, so you guys don't have the red pens out with the no, check pluses. No. And we do sometimes encourage it. Like we might be talking in the meeting about something and it might be like, you know, this is a perfect example of why journaling can be so beneficial. Like, you know, we talk about it and that way we might say, here's this urge log that you can go complete and then you can go back and you can look at it. But like Tracy said, we don't have, we don't have the red pen and we don't say, Anne, where is your paper? Did you do your homework mm -hmm. for this week? It's all for you. Exactly. A teacher. <laughs> so I, I grew up, my mom was a teacher. Um, yeah. I, I will basically do anything for a smelly sticker. I don't even know if those <laughs> exist anymore, um, but she had us pretty well trained. Uh, and we were, we were never without red pens in our house. So I, 
I like that flexibility. That sounds like it, you have a fun group. Now, why do you think this is something that's probably best offered in a group setting rather than like a one-on-one type of session? I think um, just the, the group support, the peer support, um, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to kind of hear, you know, you might be one of the quiet ones that, you know, is not comfortable speaking up and saying what's wrong or what's going on. You know, maybe someone else does speak up and they say something that is, you know, very similar to what you're going through. And hey, at least it got brought up and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you got some ideas or help with that. Um, definitely think that the peer to peer and really where they're there, everybody that's attending the meeting is there to really lead the meeting. Um, Beth and I are kind of there to make sure that it at least maybe stays on track and, um, you know, to maybe give some motivational type um, things if it's quiet or, you know, um, but really it's for them all to lead. So I think together, obviously that um, works so much better. Mm. And we, I had someone say to me, um, last week after the meeting, our meeting last week was on the ABCs, which is, um, was it the ABCs or was it? Yeah. Is that what it is? It's yeah. the, oh, we haven't actually gotten to the ABC part of it yet. You're going to cut that right. out. That was a- <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were talking we about, start it, but we didn't. Really- yeah. So we were talking about, okay, so what is, what might the irrational thought be And then what might the question be that you ask yourself? And then what might the reality actually be? And yeah, or the rational thought. And I had someone say to me after the meeting, um, in the first time that we talked about those irrational thoughts, this person was like, what do you mean? I don't say these things to myself. I don't say these things out loud. And then, you know, kind of throughout that meeting had kind of an aha moment of, okay, so this is the things that I'm saying in my head. And then after this meeting, they were like, it was really nice to hear that I'm not the only one who's thinking these things about myself. So I think that that's something else that helps in a group setting is, is you have, like Tracy mentioned, you have the support, you might get ideas from other people and you also can feel like I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this and I'm not the only one who thinks like this. And, and sometimes that irrational belief has us believing I am the only one who thinks like this. There's something wrong with me. And that's not, that's not the case. And I think that's what it, I think you hit on something that's so valuable about groups is you do come to realize that you're not alone in your thinking. And I, I've heard it said before that the opposite of addiction is connection. And I think that is the deepest level of connection and why I'm not taking out that piece, because I think that realizing that <laughs> other humans are imperfect and silly and all of that is the deepest form of connection. Um, And just realizing that you're not the only one who, you know, deals with those mental thoughts sometimes that drag you down or self-doubt and things like that. And, And that's what I, I think the biggest gift of being a recovery coach for me was realizing that a lot of the, the thoughts and the behaviors that drove my eating disorder 
were the same thoughts and behaviors that drove the substance use addiction in, in the issues that my recovery, my recoveries were dealing with. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was so, I don't know if gratifying is the word, but it was so reassuring um, to know, as I would see in their journeys, a lot of exactly the same steps that I took in my path. Um, and it just instantly connected us. And so um, this whole group, I just see it as such a supportive atmosphere. And obviously it takes the right people to lead that and to foster that kind of trust and support. And so I'm, I'm super happy that it's the two of you, because I know that you, you, you make everyone feel at home that Inspire Recovery Center is everyone's living room. We always say we're pretty good partners too, because, <laughs> yes, um, you know, what some of the things maybe that I don't feel so comfortable with, she is very comfortable with the things she's not comfortable with. I am, um, we do balance each other out very well. We keep each other grounded quite nicely as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You two are like the package deal. It's perfect. <laughs> so speaking of that, how did you become facilitators of smart recovery? Gosh, I think I'm trying to remember how it really it was came your idea. About. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> idea um I do think it was I'm just trying to remember I don't remember what it was that got me how I heard about it um but I just started looking into it a little bit and realizing that people need um other options um I don't know how many times I've heard and I am not knocking 12 step at all I think there's multiple pathways to recovery Um, But I've just heard from many, many people that they need something besides a 12-step meeting. And when we think of meetings, um, that's all we really have around here. Um, You know, you don't, if you say a meeting, it's AA, NA, you know, um, which is great for some, but that's not working for some. And so I think that I just thought, you know, what else is out there? Um, I mean, I had heard about it, I guess, somewhere along the way, but so anyway, I checked into it. It was kind of a, it was really a 25 hour training that turned into maybe seven months. months. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're doing a million things here. So, um, but it was good. Um, so we did the training um, and was able to do it. We actually did a combination training. Um, it yes. was 20 hours for the, the main training. And then there was an additional, you know, for an extra 20 bucks, you could get the additional five hour training, which would allow you to then host a meeting for family and friends of people in recovery which there's not a lot of those support meetings at all. So um, we, you know, it was really a no brainer. Um, And we are gonna start offering the smart recovery for family and friends in May um, on Wednesdays during the day. 12 to Um, one, right? I think, yep. 12 to one, the first one is gonna be May 4th, I do believe. So um, we wanted to offer um, both. I mean, we got trained, we might as well put it to work. Um, we have less space in the evenings. I mean, we have multiple rooms and with the right programs, we could have a couple of things going on at the center, but, um, 
we also, Beth and I don't want to live here every <laughs> night. And absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And we easily could yeah. see, we don't want to, but we want to like, it's yeah. that strange yes. balance. Yeah, all the time. It's this like, weird, yeah. Uh-huh. It's this weird thing where kids need their parents at home yeah. at times. And yes, it's absolutely yeah, my problem. I don't have any kids at home. Anymore. <laughs> I don't have anybody at home anymore. So I could live here. <laughs> I can't, I cannot say anything to that because I am the world's biggest workaholic and I am constantly trying to find a balance. I've decided that my motto for my entire life is uh, moderation is the only thing I can't get addicted to. Um, mm. So that is with anything. So I have to be super careful, but definitely yeah. during the pandemic and having a home office, um, I need to revisit that work-life balance again. So you guys, right. you guys have given me something to think about. Maybe, maybe right. that's what I need to tackle. And, um, and just to just a note, we have had a couple of um, family members who have attended our smart recovery meetings. And those situations are always so powerful because everyone in the group is so welcoming of everyone in the group, no matter what you're there for, no matter whether you're in recovery out of recovery, what you're recovering from, what your habit is, what, who you're there for. Like she's like their mom. Yeah. It, it's incredible. And I think every time this person comes, we all end up in tears and it's just, it's really powerful. And I know that this person has mentioned several times how much better she understands her loved one by attending these meetings. Um, and I would love to to just mention that when we do start the friends and family meeting, it's, it's, it's different than most meetings in that it is again, looking at our thoughts and our communication. So it's, it's trying to help people with how to communicate with their loved ones um, in who are in recovery, how to talk to them about recovery. They are family members who aren't in recovery, how to um, work on, building bridges and, and also living your own life because so often loved ones of someone who is, who are in recovery or active use, take that on themselves and they stigmatize. They also have a stigma that follows them. So it's working with, with, you know, working on that, that destigmatizing and working with them on being able to feel like they can be honest with their friends and their family members and not withdrawing from society like so often happens. And also learning to working on loving, loving their loved one where they're at. Exactly. Exactly. And, and there is no script for that. That does not, nobody gets that mailed to them. Um, So having groups like this and support is so important. Now we talked about the friends and family group, but when does the, this smart recovery that we've been talking about, when do those sessions happen? Thursday nights from 5.30 to 7 here at Inspire, which is 24 Church Street in Ellsworth. So yeah, they run for an hour and a half, 5.30 to 7. We're right next to the DMV. Yes. Yeah, let's mention that. Let's mention. There's also a DMV sign on your, right, the front of your building. Um, and, and that is a huge sacrifice for you guys, because you both, um, you work full time and to be there an evening a week, that's a lot with your other commitments. So I, I really appreciate that. And I'm sure the people that participate appreciate it as well. I enjoy now, that. I hate to miss it. If yeah. I have to miss it for something, I'm like, 
but I don't want to. It's, it's in, I don't think I can put to words. It's kind of like I, I've said before about the center. I can't put into words how the energy and the atmosphere when there's people here and they're talking about their recovery and they're sharing ideas with each other. It's the same thing. I can't put into words how powerful this meeting is. Like, Mm -hmm. like when we were doing the training and we were watching these cheesy videos and we were like, it was like, how does this work? But like you think an hour and a half and every week I think, oh my goodness, what if we don't fill that hour and a half? And we're like, oh my goodness, we got to wrap it up because we could be here another hour. (laughs) That's amazing. It's really a testament to the effectiveness of it too. If it's engaging people and you know, when time flies, that means that you're having fun and yeah, things are, things are really happening and people coming back is a, is also a big indicator of how valuable it is. So do people need to sign up to participate? Do they just show up? How does that work? Yeah, people just show up. Um, we have new people every week. Um, there's, maybe been a couple that have been here every single week since we started, but most haven't missed, you know, more than a couple even. Um, but we seem to have like at least one new one every week. Um, nice. It's great. Like they're finding it online. It gets registered on the smart website. We have it on our social media. Um, it really has, I'm shocked at how, how quickly it has um, taken off, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just takes usually some time to, you know, yeah. thing that, and this is probably the one thing that we've had that really second week we had, you know, 16 people or whatever it was. Um, so much so we're training two new intern, two interns to be able to take the training because I think given another couple weeks, we're going to be at like 20 or more people coming. And then it maybe is a little too big. Um, and they yeah. recommend offering it, you know, another night. And, you know, we don't want to be here another couple nights, even though, like I said, I love the meeting, mm. but that's just not, you know, doable. Right, right. We're going back to that work-life balance. And that's, yeah. that's so, part of you. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like that we could um, be adding another meeting, you know, maybe in the next couple of months. Yeah. Which is incredible because any new offering, we're always told you're going to have to hold space for a while. Even if you sit in an empty room for weeks at a time, you just need to hold the space and eventually people will come. And to have people come right off the bat in the numbers that you're talking about, that's an amazing response. To me, it shows that um, people were waiting for it. You know, like I said, waiting for another type Mm. of support meeting. Um, Exactly. And and that's something that is important to mention as well. It's not like if you go do 12-step, you can't do smart recovery. In fact, smart recovery encourages um, and believes in all pathways to recovery. Um, that we don't allow any bashing of other programs during smart recovery meetings. And in fact, it's in, it's encouraged. Like if you feel like you want to go come to smart one night and go to NA or NA or AA these other nights, please do it. Like whatever you need to do for your recovery, feel free to do it. And Um, So I think that's really important too, that people know, yes, it is different, but you can do both. 
And it's just adding more tools to your tool belt. Tool belt. And, and none of us at this point can say, I think I have too many coping skills. <laughs> um, it's, we are not living in that kind of world right now. So I think that's marvelous. Now, I, I love talking to you. I, I've said it before. I could talk to you all day, um, but I know you've got things to do so you can actually have an evening because tomorrow night's your smart recovery session. Um, so let's wrap up the podcast with our typical question. What is bringing you joy right now? And I am actually going to jump in first because uh, my listeners, before we started recording, uh, we started this group that's talking right now, started putting together a special surprise for the May edition of the podcast that features the Inspire Recovery Center. I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of details. Um, We just started planning it, but it's going to be a big deal and probably the most important and fun podcast episode I have ever done. Um, So I'm gonna say it's bringing me so much joy to think about planning it. And I'm so excited to share it with you. And I'm sorry that I'm I'm being kind of close close, uh, mouthed with the details, but it's because I'm so excited and I I want it to be a surprise when it happens. Uh, So stay tuned and I'll turn it over to you guys. What is bringing you joy right now? Um, I just, for me, it's this, the people that, um, we see and meet every day in this center. Um, I think that, uh, this place is making a huge difference in people's lives. And I honestly, like every day, especially lately has been just, a I don't even know what to say about it, but just very meaningful um, for the people here. And that to me is, you know, bringing me a lot of joy mm-hmm. lately. Yes, and I have so much that's that's bringing me joy. I mean, I, I've said so many times, this is one of the few jobs that you can have your heart ripped out of your chest and filled with joy all at the same time. Yes. <laughs> because there's, there's so much like, there's so many powerful things happening and there's so much work that still needs to be done. Um, but for me, what's bringing me joy is, is the faces that are literally waiting for the doors to open in the mornings. Like they're ready to come in and they're ready to, to hang out and the energy that they bring and the smiles and the laughters, laughter. I really truly feel like every single one of these people that come through these doors holds a special place in my heart. And, um, yesterday I had the, the honor of being next to somebody when they were asked a question about substances and they got to say no, that they don't use substances for the first time in a long time. And man, I was like having to hold myself in my seat. Cause I wanted to jump. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I heard that- someone say earlier, um, I'm going to be here all day. Um, you know why he was talking to someone else, you know, he goes, because I'm safe. Mm. And, you know, I think that lately, you know, for the last couple weeks, last few weeks, we've had, um, people coming in, they may be here from open to close because this place is helping to, um, helping them not to use, helping them make that choice not to use for today. You know, 
Tracy said last Friday when we were getting ready to close, she felt like she was sending kids off to camp because, you know, where we we think about them and we want them to be successful and we get to see their success all through the week. And then all weekend, we wonder, like, how are they doing, you know, wishing, even though we do need to take time for ourselves, wishing we could be supporting them more. Um, So that's what Tracy made me laugh last week. She's like, I feel like I'm sending the kids off to camp. (laughs) Well, you guys are such a gift to our community. And I just, I say it again, thank you on behalf of the Dear Alstonian community. Even though the recovery center itself is located in Ellsworth, it serves everyone in this area. And um, we all know, and again, it's, it's worth saying, we all go to Ellsworth for stuff, um, whether it be trips to Walmart or China Hill or, or whatever, Ellsworth is, is not too far away. And knowing this kind of support is available is invaluable. So I'll let you ladies go back to work. I am so excited to follow up. We'll be talking in May and um, super excited about that plan. So we'll talk soon, but continue the good work and just know how much you're appreciated. Thank you, Anne. You too.